I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. Pick it, pick it. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Welcome, wherever in the world you are listening, and thank you for joining us. Yes. This is Keys and Grey, the podcast with myself. And myself. Yeah, but I haven't identified myself. Well, I think they know who you are. It's called Keys and Grey. Well. It's a good chance we're both of them. <laughs> and my voice is definitely not English, <laughs> and yours is definitely not Scottish. Uh, uh, anyway, we were making headlines last week. I'm very pleased were to we? say, yeah, um, good ones. All right. Our conversation um, with Andre Villas Boas, and, and thank you again, Andre, for joining us. And yes, being as perfect. honest as you were, it was a fantastic yeah. 40 minutes or so. It caused a real stir, uh, especially the revelations on Tottenham mm. and his departure. Yes. As Daniel Levy tried to sell him to PSG, I <laughs> uh, really enjoyed talking to Andre, and it's um, available last week's EP. I think that's what you say these days, yeah, ep. Uh, I, I would lean so more towards you, using the, the, the word episode, episode yeah, but anyway, yeah. the ep is available. You can go back and find it. But I must say I was still smiling, Andy, for a couple of days thinking about him and Sir Bobby when they were in the same car <laughs> Mourinho. heading to training with Mourinho yeah. and then Bob and him going over to the uh, cricket club in Porto for a glass of rosé <laughs> and uh, illegally, illegally, I would have to say. I think they were, they were doing homework. Yeah, watching Sky um, and Blackburn's title success all those years ago. Uh, If you are a new listener, do please subscribe, uh, share and leave a review. We're available on all platforms. You can also ask your smart speaker to find it like this. Alexa, play Keys and Grey, the podcast. I haven't got it yet. I didn't think you had it. The shop's been shot when I went up there. You can also follow us on Twitter and Insta at Keys and Grey Pod. Spell it out in its entirety, Keys and Grey. Uh, thank you for all our listeners and to all our listeners, particularly those of you who have just discovered us. Okay, here right. we go. Where am I? This is easy. Is it? Uh, there's been a big spike in listening this week. I am known for my bright lights and being part of a group of islands. Uh-huh. You could be uptown, midtown, ah. or in your case, downtown. Uh, uptown, midtown. Well, that's New York, isn't it? Correct. Lady Liberty smiles on me. I am uh. known as the Big Apple. I am New York, so welcome to all of you listening in New York and indeed right across America. Excellent. I like this this morning. What's up? The Dalai Lama. When you talk, you're only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. Yeah. I would. It's not for me to criticise the Dalai Lama, right? Because he's quite a well-read man, from what I mm-hmm. can think. But isn't that kind of stating the obvious? Not really. What? What? Well, you, if you, if you say to me, if you say to me, my name's Richard Keys, and I'm 65 years of age, and I'm sitting across from Andy Gray. You know that? No, I don't, because yeah, I'm not do. 65. That's the first thing I would yeah, say. That's inaccurate. Kidding. Secondly, there's a difference between <laughs> hearing and listening. 
you've maybe heard what I said this morning, but if you listen, that's the message. Listen. What would you say? I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, now, our guest today, uh, in contrast to the seriousness, um, or oh, large parts of last week's podcast were, were so. It was, I said, fascinating listening to Andre, but um, I, I, I hope we're going to have uh, what Ray, the late, Great Ray Wilkins would yes. describe as a little bit of a chuckle up. A chuckle up yesterday. You allowed that, you uh, Yes. Um, can you? Can you have a chuckle up? An individual who, th who means the world to me, you mm. and those of us here at Being Sports. Mm. He's a really good mate of ours. Are we going there right now? No. I was going to um, say, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it hanging. Ah, um, right. th those of you who want to try to work out who this is, he was once swapped for a bag of footballs. Yes. And, and the other team get the best deal from my, my memory. <laughs> 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 In fairness, a bag of footballs <laughs> and five hundred quid. Correct. Well, that's all right then. And it did when I was when I when I rang him this week and said, "Will you join us?" Memories came flooding back of a number of different incidents down the years. One of them at Leicester. Do you remember it all kicking off in the tunnel when um, Leicester played this particular team? Yes, had beaten Liverpool. I think I did, they did beat them. Yeah, by a goal to nil. And you identify incorrectly identified the goal scorer. Right? As Adi Akin Bad Bye. <laughs> that, that was just a Freudian slip. <laughs> I never, I don't think. I think that's a story that history has embellished. Oh, do you yes, really? do. It's funny that. Because this is the only occasion you've ever argued whether that was indeed the I, case or well, not. I don't want to upset Adi, to be fair. But did I really say that? Yes, that for was... a long time he, he didn't at Leicester, look yeah. as though he was going to produce the big money that had been spent on him. And then my mind moved to a number of other misidentifications that from we've me? had down the years. Yes. Oh, thanks a lot. Do you remember Rowan Atkinson playing for, oh, yeah. for Morton? Oh, yeah. And Frank Spencer <laughs> playing for Chelsea. Remember and, we John Spencer? I used to call him yes. Frank Spencer. And Kenny Schwantz. Kenny Schwantz. Played for Arsenal. <laughs> what was his name? Schwartz? Yes. <laughs> Kenny Schwantz. He's quick. Oh, oh dear! Well, it's, not, it's not easy when you've got three thousand players' names to to try and remember. And, no, and and remember in those days in '92, think about this. Mm -hmm. In '92, how many foreigners at the beginning of the Premier League were playing in the first division of well, the Premier League? Jan Algafiotov uh -huh. was an early guest because he was one of, I think, six foreigners that were playing in the Premier League. And the reason we asked him to join us was that he was. Unique no. in those days. That's right. I mean, just become a really good mate as well. I mean, I love Jan to bits, but we, we, we didn't realise until we'd spent that afternoon with him what a good guy he is. Yes. Um, but that, that's how few there were. Exactly. So it was easy for me just to remember six names. Now, you're lucky if you get six British names <laughs> in the Premier League. <laughs> well, you are, aren't you? Think yes. about it. Yes. And, um, and, and the other thing that doesn't help now is that these commentators keep changing the pronunciation ah. of every player. Well, that's important. Why? Because they need to outdo each other. Ah, right. You see, every time they broadcast, right. they need to find at least one oh, name ridiculous. that they can represent to us, re-identified and pronounced. So they're getting a one-upmanship? Yes, ah. within their business, it will be, yes. God. Yes. It's just a nonsense. It is, yes. I mean, I don't mind... Anglophiling a number of these names yes. because they're easier for us to identify. Yes. I think these days commentators want to come up with the correct pronunciation from mm -hmm. the language in which these guys would use themselves. Yeah. And that's Bellarine became Bayerine. <laughs> well, yeah, I get that. If Sufal you speak became Sufal all of a he sudden. He did, yes. He's became Sufal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so now you've got Sufal and Suchek. Or, or maybe it's... I don't think it's Suchek. Chuchek. I think it's Susek, because it's a C as yeah, well. it might be. So, Susek. Anyway, um, keep going, boys. It's fascinating. It is. What have you got there you found on your phone this morning? Oh, my son, as he does, he delves into it. Obviously, he gets lots of stuff, and uh, he sent me a picture of you and I mm -hmm. nine years ago. Not unique, a picture of you and I? No, nine years ago. It might have been a bit more unique, I think, in those days, <laughs> after, after the forest fire that engulfed us. <laughs> But it was nine years ago now, at the end of the season, nine years ago, that you and I um, won a prestigious radio award. Sonny Gold. Correct. Which, which we well, was the equivalent. Sadly, I don't think those awards exist anymore, but they were the equivalent of the Oscars. Yes. So at the end of our first year on Talk Sport, um, it was extraordinary, really, because they didn't 
really want to give it to us, did no, they? No, they, of course they didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> so, so I say persona really have any choice either. <laughs> persona non grata then. We were lucky. Uh, uh, second year, we came second yeah. to five weeks of Olympic coverage on Five Live. That was good, though. Which was nonsense. It was good. It, well, it, it, was must, good it must have been very good yes, to have won an award weeks. for five weeks yeah. of, of radio Excellent when we'd done radio. another year. Yeah. But they were, they were great. I've said this so many times, Andy. They were great years. It was a wonderful, wonderful... Have you got that award? Uh... No, it, it, we give it, it back to yeah, top yeah, it's left at base, yes. Ah. It sits in a cabinet all on its own. No, I think they've won another since. Oh, yeah, recently. <laughs> in the last year or so, I think they have added to the collection, but it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, a couple of other things. Um, the wages at Tottenham have been published. Oh, fascinating. Can I guess? Bail. How much are Tottenham paying them, or how much in total? Gross. From him, I would say, well, Bail was what was he alleged on? 600? 650. The next, the next. It's got to be Kane. Yes. So Bale's on 650. Kane won't be on a third of that. I would say 200. Spot on. The third one you might struggle with. I, I, I'll give you the figures 160 grand a week. You've got to identify the individual this time. 160 grand a week. 160 grand a week. Uh, Dumbele. Yeah. I would like to blame Ndombele. Ndombele, but, but I can't. I, can't. I, I took, took him, him off. Ndombele is 160. Son, 140. Uh, Hoiberg, 102. Deli Alli, 100 actually, grand. Do you know when you look at that and you hear those figures, they're not as extravagant well, they wouldn't as be, most. Because this is Tottenham. This is Daniel Levy. Well, no wonder they might lose Harry Kane. Mm. Harry Kane's getting 200 and he's got to Gareth. How much are you on this month, Gareth, yeah, <laughs> this week? I think we all know that. But and, yeah. and, that, and that's different. I mean, Harry Kane is... To all intents and purposes, the top earner at Tottenham on 200 grand a week. Yeah. Take but I mean, hold on, Tottenham must be paying um, uh, Gareth 250? Three? Uh, what? I don't think so. No, no I, I, I really don't think they'd have done the deal at that kind of right. money. No. Daniel well, would that's have a million, squeezed that's a million a month. the cojones of that's Real a million Madrid a month. very tight. If, he, if they're paying 250, yeah. it's a million a month, 12 million a year. Is he not worth that? Is it on a loan? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that he's, whatever they've paid him, been yeah. worth this year. I, I, yeah. He doesn't look to me as though he's interested. Um, he looks to me like he's, he's quite literally going through the motions. Yeah, yes, maybe. his goals record at Tottenham's been good. That is good, yeah. Um, but but uh, he good. wasn't being played by Mourinho for a reason. And, and he is being played by Ryan Mason for a reason, because he's been told to play him. Uh, there you go. Now, this from Mark Owen today, who I grew up with. Mark was a, a colleague of mine at Haters many, many years ago. Writes for The Sun now, and this did make me smile. Uh, if, God forbid, Sam Allardyce wore skinny jeans and a knitted blazer, would people now be linking him with the vacant <laughs> Tottenham job? <laughs> if Sean Dyche was a little less gravelly, would he be lauded for the fantastic job that he done at Burnley. Mm -hmm. Mark goes on to say, I only ask because of the praise currently being lavished on Scott Parker, exactly. which surely can't be down to his achievements as the manager of Fulham. To read some of those tributes, you would think that his team were challenging for Champions <laughs> League qualification rather than heading straight back to the Championship. Parker did his best um, to keep Fulham out of the relegation zone, but ultimately failed. And there's no shame in that. And he's absolutely right about that. Um, but but the, the, some some of the compliments Scotty gets. Um, remember when he won Player of the Year in a season when West Ham were relegated? Yeah, I know. It's very London centric, isn't it? The press. Yeah, uh, many of the opinions. Now, yeah. you know, Scott for me this year, um, honest, um, naive. Yeah. Um, John Gorman. Remember all those years ago mm -hmm. at Swindon? I, I am do. not going to compromise our beliefs. Yeah. We'll continue yeah. to play like this, even if it means. We're going down. That Down's was about the October, I think. Yeah, and, and it was inevitable they were going down. Yeah. Now, you know, Fulham have come up playing the way they did in the Championship against less quality opposition. Yeah. And, and they were winning plenty of games. Correct. But you, you can't play like that in the Premier League. No. No. Not when you're Fulham. No. You know, you, you, you can look around at all these so-called teams that play the right way. That's the other thing with people like Scott Parker and Eddie Howe, um, Graham Potter. They're all, we're all told that these are, the, these are the coaches, these are the ones, they play football the right way. Uh, let me have a think. Scott Parker, going down. Uh, Eddie Howe? Out of work. Out of work. Graham Potter, is he, although they're playing football the right way, is he taking them to higher echelons than our mate did? No. I, Chrissy, Chrissy fought until the last day of the season. Potter's had them save three or four games 
from the end of yeah, the season. In each of the two do, seasons he's been Chris, there. Chris didn't fight to the last game. Every season he was there. No, I, 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 Graham, will have, uh, Graham will have embraced and done what was asked of him. Yes. And, and those that employed him will also themselves be taking a great deal of credit for that. Mm-hmm. Dan Ashworth, who used to be in charge of... Uh, yeah. Uh, technical department at England, of course. Um, but no, I, 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 I just think that, particularly with a big lump of a centre-forward, you, you know, <laughs> playing football the wrong way, if that's what it is, <laughs> yeah. but, but the, 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 the winning football, as Dyche would call it, as Allardyce yeah. calls it, mm-hmm. I don't see the problem with that. No. Um, I mean, Scotty has been uh, the master of uh, keeping people on side um, yeah. by saying all of the right things and more, but yes. doing few of the right things and little. Um, I mean, the record is... Really poor. Horrendous. Really poor. I mean... And, One point and, in 21. Yeah, something like that. And you, Listen, I mean, you... I was going to say you and I could have done that at 1 point in 21, but I'd like to think I might have got two at least. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think I might have done, even with uh, my lack of coaching ability. But uh, no, I, I, it, it is... He's right about what he says about Sean Dice, in particular Sean, because, you know, he's still of an age where he must be ambitious. Um and that Burnley isn't his last staging post and that something else awaits him. But he's Sean Dyche. He talks with a gravelly voice. He plays 4-4-2 most of the time. But my goodness, he's effective at what he does. Mm. Totally effective. And I've always said to you, heaven forbid, that every single football team in the Premier League plays the same way. That would just drive me to distraction. Well, there was a great example last night, Thursday. I said to you as we watched Villa taking a throw in 10 yards from... The Everton byline, yeah, ten that's yards, right. it was, uh, and three passes later, it was with the keeper. <laughs> and 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 I I said to you, uh, were you, were you playing now? It would drive you to distraction. Would you, you, you wouldn't see a cross. No, you wouldn't see the ball. You wouldn't see a cross. I mean, the people who win your games probably see less of the ball than anyone else. Um, the people who save your games, centre backs, goalkeepers, but particularly centre backs, probably on average, I would say on average, because not every game, obviously, but on average. When you do passes at the end of every Premier League game, the centre-backs are right up there in the top three. Mm. Why? Why? Because they start everything off. Because you move the opposition around. Because you tease them into a press. And then you play through them and create an opportunity. Not many, but occasionally an opportunity. So even, as I looked at um, at Guardiola's uh, team this year, they've they've been terrific. They've handled the pandemic, I think, better than anybody, right? But I thought, okay, they've done this, they've done that, he's moved on. What have they done? What have they done? They're, I think, about th- certainly 20-plus goals down on last year. Scored 102 goals last year, coming second to Liverpool. 102. They've got 74 this year. Nearly 30 less. Well, what he did was he changed no. two sitters into one and, and played two pivots no, ahead of he did. them, didn't he? I'll tell you what he did, and it might have been that. Do you, do you no, think... I, I, was you, being, I was being... a I know you were. Tad facetious. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I know you've been very facetious. I know you were. Sure as your knowledge, you see, Scott. <laughs> but what I'm saying, do you think he, he didn't sit there and watch what Liverpool had done with regards to buying Virgil van Dijk? They bought Virgil van Dijk and it transformed them. I think he might have sat there and think, and we know he's needed a centre-back since company mm. went. Mm-hmm. He got Diaz in, who's been van Dijk-like for them. He's a leader. Uh, you can tell he's a good defender. He defends. He puts his body on the line. Things that you don't associate with um, with Manchester City normally. We don't talk about things like that. But what he's done with Diaz getting them in and the, rec- the resurgence of John Stones has made them a much harder team to beat. They don't score as many goals, Richard, but they don't concede as many. And maybe that's what he's done. You used to say to me, mm, tell me a good defender, he said. And you were right for a long time. You know, after company went, they searched for defender after defender. 500 million he spent exactly. on centre-backs. But he's, he found one in Diaz. And the, I think it was the, was it the 5-1 thumping they got at, at, from Leicester? Something yes, like at that. home, yes. Right, when he said, I need to get somebody, he went and got Diaz. Now, Diaz, is, for me, has transformed this season. He's tweaked things, of course he has. We know he has, because he always does. Um, but without a doubt for me, the major thing was he's got two centre-backs that know how to defend. And that is a major plus when you play in the Premier League. And, and it's made a huge difference to them. Yes, they've got great players. And when you, when you can defend like they do now, I mean, when you get the ball forward to your attacking players, that's why he can play just one sitter and not two. Because he doesn't need two. He only needs one now. And in their heyday, when they, when they first arrived with Fernandinho, Fernandinho was the one who sat 
when he first came, right? He was the one who sat, and then you had De Bruyne and, say, David Silva. They were the other two midfield players. Now, they were the creative arm of that three. So Fernandinho just sat, broke up attacks. Many times do we say, look at him, fouling again, mm. fouling again, tactical foul, tactical foul. He did it all the time because he knew, I'm the man, so when Kevin and David Silva lose it, I just have to break the play up. Now they've got Rodri who does that. Now they can play two ahead of him. There was Bernardo Silva, De Bruyne, whoever you want to play in there. And he can do that now. Whereas early in the season, he was playing the two setters. And Gundogan's been a, a huge uh, asset to them. And where he was a deep-lying midfield player, Gundogan, suddenly he's been given license to go. And I think he might be the top goal scorer in the league, Ilkay Gundogan. But I think little things like that, and it is only tweaking it, but the biggest single factor for me is they've stopped conceding goals and they're a hard team to play against. That was fascinating, I thought, last night. Again, it depends when you're listening, but I'll refer back last night, Thursday, yeah. watching Manchester United play Liverpool. You made that very point as we watched it and said he doesn't need McTominay and Fred. I yes. mean, literally five minutes later, he took Fred off. I know. And they got on the front foot and they started asking questions again and they were at their best, I felt, in the whole of the match yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, happily, uh, Liverpool won because I think justice has been done and they, they deserved to win that game, Liverpool. And I'm really pleased that it turned out like that. So you could tweak things and, and footballers and that's written in stone. What I was talking about is there are, there are going to be certain games when you play really good teams, particularly in Europe, you play teams that are as good or better than you who have got a massively creative midfield and you go away from home. So you might want to play two sitters. You might want to play two sitters there to protect it. Look, at, remember Fergie way back in the day, Alex... In Europe, would always go with five across midfield, Absolutely, wouldn't he? Yes, yes. Because he wasn't stupid. Would always play Fletcher. Always play Fletcher. Always put an extra man in midfield away from home. When they got him back to uh, Old Trafford, four four two, batter them. So I think we United. You don't need two. You don't need McTominay and Fred. If I would release McTominay if I play him more, right? Because he can score goals and he will score goals. Scott McTominay, I like him a lot, but I think he's restricted when he plays alongside Fred. And they don't need it. So there are certain games when you might, but the vast majority of games in the Premier League, you don't. Teams don't play with two up front very often unless you play Burnley. So you've got your two centre-backs, your one sitter, there's your three defensive players to start with. What's wrong with that? That should be enough. And, and when you get broken on quickly, all you ask those three to do is hold up the play until we get support back. Yes, you might get caught, as they did in the last minute, last and Thursday Manchester United but they were throwing everybody ahead mm. they wanted a goal they needed to get back in it and they got caught with a sucker punch that happens but that doesn't happen in a normal game in the 50th minute hardly you don't throw too many men and overcommit. you keep your three as your basis your axis if you want and you can do it and I think I think United can do that and, and what I would say is you could play a Fred or a McTominay as a sitter and put Paul Pogba I think better ahead a bit and play like uh, Pogba and Fernandez is like two. What would it be? What number would we be using? Eights, tens, eight probably. Yeah, maybe maybe eight and then a ten. Yeah. So are you be... talking for two, two, two? No, I'm not. That's Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that sometimes you know we get obsessed with picking people and just saying that's how we're going to play. No, I, I just think United at times need to just release a few more, um, and you don't need two sitting. I, I've always believed that. Good teams, really good teams. Don't if you've got a perfect sitter, if you've got one who like a Makaleli, who did for Chelsea, a Cante, a Cante, right? Um, you know, a Fernandinho who was magnificent for Manchester City playing that role, magnificent. Now Rodri's attempted to be the new Fernandinho. When you have players like that, you can afford to release your fullbacks. You can afford to release two other midfield players at the high end of the pitch where you can actually win the game. So anyway. That's my two penis for what it's worth. Thank you. No, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I refer you back to the Dalai. And by the way, when you hear things like that, that's why I'm sitting across the table from yeah, you. I refer you back to the Dalai Lama. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I think there is a difference between hearing and listening. And listening. And those of us who have listened to what you had to say for the last ten minutes. Do you think Luis? Listened? I think have learned. Do you think Luis listened? Or do you think uh, he just heard? Our Portuguese colleague, uh, I, I like to think, uh, has been listening. Do you think yes. so? Yes, he's yeah. nodding. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Right, let's introduce our guest. As I said earlier, once transferred for a bag of balls and 500 quid. <laughs> <laughs> but he went By on, way, in fairness, let I me balance that out. He, he went on to have a fabulous game. Yes, career. he did. So before we introduce yes, our guest, yes. I'd like just to restage a very important moment okay. in his career. Right, okay. Right, right. 
Anfield. His football career. Yes, Anfield. Because he's quite talented, isn't he? Anfield. Right. The game of not just that century, uh-huh. but, but probably the one before and since, okay? Collymore scores. Yes, last minute. As a result of a very good ball into the box. Now, do you remember what you said and can you replicate what you said for us now before we introduce our guest? Well, you have to understand, I was at the height of excitement there. I was, I was, I was up. You've been back. paid fortunes down the years to, to act. Do it. Oh, that was a horrible ball to deal with. <laughs> Jason McAteer, <laughs> uh, the man who played that horrible ball. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, I know I'm an afterthought because you probably had about eighty of these shows, haven't you? Well, and, no, uh, you I'm see, that's not fair. Guest, but that's, thanks very much. That's not fair. We've only done I, seventy. Yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> did right. say to Andy this week. I think that we would have some fun with, and it would yes. be good if he will yeah. join us. And it would yes. have been easy for you to say no. So, um, thank you, Jason, for joining us. Yes. Can I, can I um, can I just take you back um, to that cross? <laughs> yes, that was uh, something that was born that night, and it oh. was the term buffet ball. Oh yes, um, that that came from from that cross, as in like a buffet is obviously help yourself, feast yourself. So yes, I, I put it on a plate for Stan Collymore, didn't I? So that we was did. the night the buffet ball was born. <laughs> well, it was a buffet ball. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be Thank a world, uh, who was it used the, the phrase? It was a World Cup Willie of a, of a ball. That was Dave Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> a World Cup Willie of a ball <laughs> <laughs> became Which, the Buffy ball. No, the World Cup Willie of a ball became the Hollywood ball. Ah, and then I think came no, no, the Buffy ball, isn't it? Hollywood's uh, sort of clever ball, isn't ah, it? One that that yeah. that. Um, I remember the Buffy ball. That yeah. was I like that one. So you're knocking around uh, with Bono again, Jason. Can you tell us why? Yeah, we've rekindled um, the love for each other um, <laughs> over the, the greatest game in the world. Football has brought us together like it does so many. Um, yeah, uh, to be honest, it, it's a bit of a story. I, I um, Social media, I don't deal with DMs really from social media. I, I just overlook them. If you, if you want to speak to me, you can get my email or my phone number. Quite easily because I know you'll give it out to anybody. Keys, no, Keys yeah. does. Yeah. Keys does. No, anybody, no, Jace, Jace, I've you know been trying like. for years yeah. and to give it. There's out. been no takers. <laughs> so, um, so I don't really deal with DMs, but for some reason, this 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 DM which came to me, which was, "Hi, I'm a film director and a video music video director, um, mm-hmm. and I'd love you to be in my next project." Kind of, I took with a pinch of salt. So um, I'm, there's a lad who sort of does a few things for me. So, so I sent it his way and I said... This is, sorry, this. sorry, Jay, sorry. The lad who does a few things for uh, me. He's his agent. That's the agent, yeah. Ah, sorry, sorry. Why did you say that? Then? I don't know. I don't I, I like he's that embarrassed. Uh, he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. He's got that. an agent. Yes. Well, everybody has. Anyway, he's big time. you got big an agent. Time. So go on, what did your agent say? Well, I need one key. You know what it is. You know what it is. So, um, so anyway, so he, he rings up. He rings up the, the film director who throws a name at me called Martin Garrix. Now, I don't want to be disrespectful for Martin. He's probably got 10 million followers on Twitter and social media. He's one of the biggest DJs in the world. But me touching 50 in June, um, obviously, it bypassed me. You know, me I'm, I'm more, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I have to say, I'm ashamed of the pair I am ashamed of the pair Did you not mention him to me last Martin, week? Great yeah. lad. Yeah. 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 How many, how many well, <laughs> he is the king of the wheels of steel. <laughs> trust really? me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Comfortably. Anyway, anyway sorry, carry, guys, on, carry on again. Carry on, carry on. Anyway, my 21-year-old ears pricked up because Martin Garrix is obviously on his playlist on his on his mm. iPhone, isn't it? So he says to me, Dad, he says, do you realise who this fellow is? I'm like, no. He said, he's like the Richard Keyser broadcaster. He's like top of his game. No, he's got to be better than that. He's got to be better than that. Come on, Jason, for God's sake. <laughs> so anyway, so we digressed. So anyway, um, the, the basically the premise was do you want to be in the official Euros 21 music video? Bono's wrote the song with Martin Garrix. Um, and Bono, obviously, with the goal against Holland, you know, he knows who you are. He, he loved that moment where he puts the flag around him and it was so iconic and yep. he'd love to replicate. Just the, um, before, the, the I'm sorry to, sorry to keep interrupting and, and hopefully we will get to the conclusion of this story at some <laughs> point. But anyway, um, you let him down that night, didn't you? I did. I thought it was a wind-up, yeah. I get in the dressing room after scoring the greatest goal in Irish history and my life, and I'm still dining on it right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, why not? I, would, I would. Well, the, the, well, well the, the situation was, you two were, were in Slane that night. Um, there was 100,000 people at the concert, and they played our game. 
before they come on stage. And obviously, when they were out, the, the atmosphere was electric because we won. Mm. So I go into the dressing room after the game and uh, pl- having planned a night out with John Aldridge, win, lose or draw, and the physio comes up to me and says, as you do, Bono uh, is, um, has been on the phone and he'd like you to fly up by helicopter uh, to Slane and go on stage with them <laughs> in front of 100,000 people. Yeah. But the bit yeah. that got me was, and he wants you to stay in your kit. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Where's like, Beadle? Covered in yeah. Mud. <laughs> yeah, so instantly thought it was a wind-up, instantly thought it was a joke. So I said, listen, tell Bono, I hope he has a great night, but I'm on the uh, I'm on the diesel tonight the with lash. John Aldridge. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the lash tonight with John Aldridge. So I declined the offer thinking it was a wind-up. It was only six months later I realised it wasn't a wind-up <laughs> and I was supposed to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That would have been sensational. I don't regret years. much. <laughs> I don't regret much in my career. Yeah, I know, but I regret that. Uh, so um, so I've managed to I've managed to get second best. So I get asked to do um, to be in the official Euros 21 music video, uh, which Bono wrote the song with Martin Garrix, the DJ. So I, I travelled down to London about two weeks ago and um, shot it, shot it um, with Ollie, the film director. Of course, of course. Holding me through social media. Ollie. By the way, he's and, good at what he does. Yeah, very good, good, Ollie. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. and um, they sent me it last night. The first got it got launched last night at twelve o'clock. It's big launch, the big screen, and which was last night. And yours truly features heavily in the last yeah. five seconds of the video. <laughs> well, well done. Good. I think that's the best five no, seconds, you've seen in it, my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's, it's great. the best five seconds. I didn't I thought... like to interject again, but when Jay said you two were at Slane Castle that yeah, night, I yeah. thought he meant us. I know. <laughs> I, know. I did as well. I did. Is that thought, when you were winning? I thought, <laughs> I was I? I don't, I don't remember. remember that. I must have had a good night as well. <laughs> was that when you were winning awards? You were winning <laughs> Very awards good point. Oh, we, funny enough, going. before you joined us, we mentioned the award, Jason. Yes. Yeah, we have mentioned that. Okay, so here, here we go with a, with a few comparisons. Okay. Come on. Right, come on. Fowler or Owen? Now, do I have to pick who I want? You have to team? pick the better of the two and who you would who like. You yes. Your team? Yes. Oh, Fowler, all day long. I can't even believe you put that in a No, me too. I'll do it after him. Why? Fowler. Why? I would have Fowler in my team. Yeah, okay. But but neither of you has said why. And Jason said all day long, suggesting to me that Robbie Fowler was an infinitely better player than Michael Owen. Well, to me, Jesse Jesse Owen was a was a hurdler in the Olympics, and <laughs> he like couldn't kick a ball to save his life. No, I know, I know what you mean. Um, because I to play with Robbie at Liverpool, when he's such an iconic figure and loved by the cop, you know, there was there was that adulation for him. You felt that, and you know, he he grew in stature, and you know, his all round game become better very quickly. He was, you know, he was at least a twenty five goal a season. Player, so uh, was you can count on him. Yeah. He was fantastic in the dressing room. Win, lose, or draw, he was he was always there to pick you up. He trained ridiculously hard on all kinds of finishing. And for me, the kind of player I was, I'm putting balls into a into an area where I want my centre forward. I don't want to be threading balls through the eye of a needle for a player on the shoulder. You know, from I, I didn't play in the centre of the park. So Jamie, like, would probably have said, Michael, I, I'd say. Um, Robbie Fowler because I'm putting crosses in and he's scoring headers and left foot, right foot. He, he was just a complete striker for me. Yeah, fantastic. A more rounded player for me. Uh, more yeah. involved in the the overall play of the of the of the game. Whereas Michael mm-hmm. for me was. Um, I'm not too worried if I get involved in build up of anything. I'm not too worried of whether mm-hmm. I do this, whether I do that. But I'm going to be on the end of anything that someone slides through. So can we mm-hmm. can we then uh, suggest? Or I'll, I'll put it up for discussion briefly. Fowler. Would be pissed off if he lost five one. Whereas Michael, if he'd scored, wouldn't necessarily well, I, I, be very I unhappy. Have comment on that, I'll leave Jason. That Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just looked through my diary. And I'm going to see Michael next. <laughs> All right, All right. Here's, um, here's your next challenge. Right, go on. Go on. I'm going to say yes to that question. By the way, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah well, I fair enough. Mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's your next challenge. Keen. Or Gerard. <laughs> That's a stupid Think question. Roy no, it's Keane, not. not Robbie. I knew you'd ask that. You know what I mean. It's not a stupid question. No. I thought he fell out the um, kino. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get to play with Stephen at the top. 
of his game. So I can't comment, but what I'm hearing from everybody who did was he was absolutely sensational. You know, I, I've only watched from afar or like you boys, you know, and appreciated what he's done over the years and, you know, watched him carry a Liverpool, a very poor carry, carry a very poor Liverpool team, you know, to relative success. So, yeah, or, or hold success. On, hold on, what do you mean a very poor Liverpool no, team to relative success? They won everything except the league. Well, yeah. they didn't really. They when the, when the FA Cup at the top of the game. When the Champions League? Yeah, exactly. FA Cup. So, Gerard or Keane? You've spoken a lot about Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Which is leading to. <laughs> having played with Roy, I, thought, I did think he was sensational. Do you know what? I actually didn't get it in training. I thought, what's all the fuss about? He used to yeah. put balls over the bar wide. Uh, he was like, yeah, a bang average in training. And, um, I mean, he trained hard. I'm not saying he didn't shake his responsibilities, but on the pitch, he was just something else. Yeah. And in the dressing room, ridiculous. He, he, he lifted everybody and, you know, we made you perform. And, yeah, I, oh, that's a, I, you know what? I, I, think, I think they're different, um, Jason, as well. Different, of course they are. I know they're different, and, and, but I just I wanted to know what he would yes. say about both individuals. I think, if I was at the Bearing in mind Gerard, what you said earlier, yes. he did fall out with Keno. Put that in your book, you prick. <laughs> Is that what you said to him? Yes. Oh, scandalous. I don't ever use the P word. I don't ever use the P word. I think you did. Uh, I think you, you may have used something used stronger than that. Word. <laughs> it was the foot word I used. OK, uh, here word. comes your next challenge. Yeah. Lampard Ooh. or oh. Redknapp? What? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Shut up. Yes, I'm serious. I, I mean, come on. Even I'm chuckling at that. Get off. It's not even a comparison to be made. Of course it's not. Oh, sorry. Andy, Andy, that's like asking Keys or Gray to play centre-forward in an FA Cup Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm going Lampard. I'm not even going to give you the reason why. Did you want to expand on that, Jason, and tell us why? <laughs> well, Frank would get you more goals. Um, he was more box to box. He was more dynamic. Um, I didn't play with him, obviously, and I think you get more games out of him. He's a better player. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it, he's, he's been very good so far yes. in, in in accentuating the positive right. in the comparisons that I've given him. You'll have noticed that. Has he got some negatives? Well, ask him. What what sort of player was Redknapp? <laughs> Um, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. We're in company, Jason. That was a view from the audience. Yes, I I, I overheard it. Yeah, yes. I know we probably is. Um, Jamie was Jamie was um, on the ball, very good. Pass range of passing was you know excellent. Wasn't a great tackler. Wasn't a great header of the ball. Um, Brave. He he got he was injury prone, wasn't he? Unfortunately, I think you know was is. He's a big lad, Jamie. Actually, he's about six foot two, six yeah. foot three. People don't people don't um, see that, but I just don't think his his body was conducive to playing a lot of football. Was he part of the White Suit Brigade? Down. He was very much a part of the White Suit Brigade. Was yeah. he? Yeah, he was instrumental in that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't want to go there. Okay, here's one for you. This this is what? easy. Oh yeah. Okay. I thought the last one was easy. Yeah. Barnes. There's no comparison. I couldn't think of a comparison. I, I could not think of a comparison to go alongside Barnes. Oh. At Liverpool? No. At any, at any, I just thought Barnes, he was magnificent and he unique. Was. And I wonder what no. Jason would say. Ended up calling him boss no. at Tranmere, of course. Very, very close. Good mate. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that didn't go well, did it? Um... <laughs> there was a silence there, wasn't there? <laughs> I thought we'd lost them for a minute. <laughs> just, Jay, Jace, just, the, yeah. oh, just tell the story then of the departure when, when Barnsley was sacked and you were trying to, a little bit like Liverpool last night, cunningly drop a shoulder and lose the mob. You came up with a really cute plan, didn't you, to what get him it? out? What club was this? Tranmere. Oh, okay, Tranmere. Okay, and at the time, Barnsley's lost his licence, right. so he's cycling to him from work. Right. Sacked, get on your bike. Uh -huh. Jason had a very cunning plan. What was Which that? was, Jason? Yeah. Yeah, well, we were only three months into our, our job, so, I mean, the paint was still wet in his, in his <laughs> office, to be honest, so I didn't really see it coming. <laughs> um, yeah, and he, he, well, he did used to cycle in about a four-mile cycle ride from home to work and back again um, to keep the chunk off. <laughs> and 
he um, <laughs> he we obviously we had the he had the club bike the club cycle so he was riding in so anyway we I go was in and the chairman's car was in his space and I'm thinking the chairman's not usually in on a Thursday <laughs> this doesn't look good. <laughs> So um, goes in and Barnes is doing the press conference for the game on Saturday. And for some reason, well, because it's John Barnes, you know, everybody turns up like Sky, BBC. Um, I think CBB is there at one point. <laughs> um, just like everybody wanted an interview with Barnes. So I, I sort of bump into the chairman on the in the corridor and he says to me, Listen, you tell John, we'll have a word with him after he's done his press conference. I said, no, no problem, Mr. Chairman. So Pops met in the room and said, chairman, want to see you afterwards. I went and got changed, and by the time I put my kit on, um, I went into Barnsley's office, and Barnsley was sitting there la- laughing at me. He said, "I put your jeans back on." He said, "We've been back." <laughs> so, like, oh, right, that didn't go well, did it? <laughs> so, um, so I said to him, "I still said to him, well, what should we do?" Do you know when you get sacked from a football club? It is mad, you know, because do you know what? Like, you, you, you literally, you literally walk out the door. Yeah, it's like. You just go. Mm. It, it's like you, you pack your bag. And you just walk out and never I, I, go back. I know that feeling, Jason. After an awful long time, I was escorted off the premises at Sky by really? two security guards. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. Again, I interrupt. I didn't anyway, mean to. So, so I said, I said, I said, I said um, what do you want to do? And he goes, um, well, I'm going to ride the bike home. <laughs> so I said to him, well, you can't do that. So we've just been sacked. Said, the headlines are there, like, it's going to be back page tomorrow on your bike. Yeah. You That's what an assistant does. You can't do that. Thoughtful. Does, yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the journalistic in me. Did you see that? The journalist. So um, So I said, so I'll tell you what, we'll go for a coffee, calm down, and um, we'll put the bike in the back of the car, and we'll, I'll drop you off afterwards. He goes, good idea. So we, we goes downstairs, we picks the boat, packs our bikes, goes downstairs, gets the bike. And Barnes is always on his phone, isn't he? He's always on his phone. So he's on his phone. And I'm I'm trying to get this car, this bike, in the back of my car. So um, it won't go in. So next thing, my phone goes. And I answer my phone. And it's my mate. And he just goes to me, um, turn the wheel of the bike the other way. So I went, what? <laughs> he went, that bike is trying to get in your car there. He went, turn the wheel right round the other way. And it'll slide in. So I went, where are you? Because I was in the car park. I went, where are you? He said, I'm at home on the couch. He said, I'm watching you live on Sky <laughs> right now. <laughs> Trying to it sneak out. Live. Oh, brilliant. Uh, right. I went to Barnsley. I went, get off that phone. We're on the telly. Get in the car. <laughs> um, back to our comparisons. There are, Ooh, there are four left. Um, again, yep. everything has been constructed with a purpose. Right, okay. James or Friedel? Yep. James or Friedel? Oh, oh my God! Do you know what? You've done well, Akeesy. I can tell you've stayed in all night. Yeah, he has. Of these. He has been in all night. You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Jamo. Are you? Yeah, Are you? I am. Do you know what, Keezy? You look at you look at the stats of '96, '97, maybe '98 as well, when we were going for the title, and you would probably say it was Liverpool defensive problems that would would you would probably look at just from now without having looked at the stats. You look at the table, we had one of the best defensive records that season, or them three seasons. We we didn't concede a lot of goals. And people would point to JMO as, as making mistakes. He did. He just made crucial mistakes mm. at the wrong time. Oh, so, well, high-profile you know, mistakes, yeah. High-profile mistakes. They, they yeah. ganged up on Brad and got him out. They didn't. Yeah, they did. You're joking. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Player power? Yes. No. Yeah. We don't want him, Evo. I wasn't there. Oh. <laughs> I've been, I've been escorted off the premises. Right, Thompson. Okay, <laughs> Evans or Julier? Yeah. Oh, there's, uh, that. That's another keys in Grey Cup final on Saturday. <laughs> that one. That, that Roy Evans all day long. Yeah. And I, I know. Yeah, we've sadly lost Gerard. Yeah. Passed away, and God rest his soul. But we didn't see eye to eye. Um, but when he's the boss and you're the player, there's only one winner. What did Didi Herman tell you about um, joining Liverpool? What? Sorry, say that again. What did Didi Herman tell you about signing for Liverpool? It was a big day for Gerard. So, yeah. So he says. Um, so he said to me. He said um, when Gerard Hulier rang me up and asked me to sign, he said I agreed, and Gerard wanted to take me out for dinner. He said so. Um, I met Gerard and his wife and we went for a bite to eat. And he said, um, 
he said, Gerard Houllier turned around to me and said, uh, Diddy, he says, great to have you on board. He said, I've, I've done the best bit of business I have ever done in my managerial career. And uh, Diddy, a man said to him, why, who, who have you signed now? Who, who's joining Liverpool? Who, who's joining the club? He went, no. He said, I've managed to squeeze four million quid out of Blackburn for Macatee. <laughs> Okay, two two to go. go Sunes or Rioch? What in a fight or no, just like to 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 be around to play for? That'd be a scrap. That would That'd be, be a scrap. scrap that. You see, I, I, I when I joined Villa when I was a kid, Bruce was there, mm. and he was nasty. Do you know when? So sweet. You know when you? <laughs> do you know when like? Time and history, it's kind of like with boxers. They do it with boxers, don't they? And they'll go, I'd love to see him, yeah. Muhammad Ali yeah. fight yeah. like someone recent now, like Lennox Lewis or something like that. Yeah. And um, I'd love to have seen, like there's some scraps I'd love to have seen in football where you think I'd love them to have gone head to head. And like you've just brought it up there, Rioch against Sunes. Yeah. I, I don't know whether they would have come across each other. Andy, would they? Have no, no, I don't think so. Probably no. Well, probably, hold on. Probably. Well, Villa. I came in. Well, I, I went in. I was in '75. I came to England. Bruce was still at yeah, I, Villa, I, but wasn't playing. I think they a would have avoided part. each other. Probably yeah. it was one of those. I, I mean, so I, you, when '75, so you'd have been where Middlesbrough. Uh, Seventy-five. No, Liverpool. He, he's probably just starting his career at Liverpool. Uh, Seventy. No, no late, later. Seventy-seven, seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Liverpool. Yeah. It was there for '79 final. Yeah, so I think I, he'd I have come across Bruce. See, Suey and Terry Yorath used to go toe to toe. Until Terry was stretched off one occasion, I remember Graham telling me about actually applauding Graham. Thought thought he'd inflicted uh, clever damage. But as as two individuals, Jason, you you would have warmed to which before the other? Oh, depends who he's going to bump into. He just whispered, I, "Bruce." I didn't see eye to eye. This is running a common theme. This podcast isn't it of me not getting on with people it, well, well if you, I, listen if i've strayed into that area that would be by accident yeah. last one which maybe I, I i think you'll enjoy okay go on neville or mcateer well hands down in a fight me um <laughs> that's the right back me um that's on the me, <laughs> just all round general good guy. Me, yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, if can't find it, I'll give it you. <laughs> there you go. There's not, there's no positive looking thing for the other corner. To be Do you think, though, seriously, as a player, does it yeah. sum up the differences between uh, systems, if you like, that we were again discussing before you joined us? You were a different yeah. sort of player, weren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was very much more dynamic, didn't I? And I, I didn't mm. have the help of Cristiano Ronaldo or Beckham <laughs> in front of me, mm. you know. So, you know, to to accentuate how oh, good oh, I you was. Didn't, who did you um, have in front of you then? Let's get down. <laughs> um, well, Mac it every now and again. And <laughs> Your brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brother-in-law, yeah. So he'll be happy with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> well, he'll know better than anybody. Yeah. Halfway line, no, I'm not going back beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a Gary Neville fan. I thought he was, uh, to be honest, I thought he was an average defender in an exceptional team. And he was very much, uh, from my impressions, very much a teacher's pet and did everything did everything Sarge Ferguson wanted, was great in the dressing room as, as a talker. You know, he kind of did everything right, probably stayed late for training, probably brought Alex an apple every day and, you know, just... I think you know, he also... Stayed till six o'clock at night doing press up. Yeah, and I think so, as time's passed, he's become a better player. I, I actually would agree with that. The, the, the exactly. Very, exactly. very... I mean, ordinary in a really good side for a long period of time, in fairness. So, you know, had something going for him, but there we are. You'd never, you'd never get the, the feeling that Liverpool and Man United don't like each other, would you? <laughs> no. That was nice last night, wasn't it? Oh, I, you enjoy, I knew you'd enjoy that. I think justice was done, Jason. That, that would be my view. Uh, what, after Leicester? No. Uh, well, yes, after Leicester and after the, the riot, uh-huh. which, which, I mean, I, I said at the time, Jason, can you imagine if, if Liverpool fans had stopped two team buses leaving city centre hotels and subsequently had a match postponed? You, we, we'd still be talking about it. I think it's, I think it's disgusting what happened. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a protest. I'm all for no. protests and peaceful and demonstrations done in the right manner. Um, and if they want to do that about their owners, then do it in a, 
yeah, destructive absolutely. right way. Don't don't break into a football ground no. and hurt people and damage property and you know run around boxes and up dressing rooms and tunnels and all that. It's ridiculous. It was just I would I would say it was a minority against the majority, but even so, it was disgusting and should never have happened. No. And you know it shouldn't it shouldn't have been called on by certain people either. Agreed. I feel that didn't help. No. Um, and, you know, in all honesty, everyone's moaning about how many games they're playing in, in so many days. It wouldn't have been like that. Had no, they it's not fault, Jesus. Of course, it's, it's a fan's that's fault. That's the point. It's what people tend to yeah. have missed. But that's why I'm saying I think justice was ultimately done. Uh, Jason, uh, thank you. Yes. Always a pleasure. Terrific. You know that award-winning duo that you are. Well, well hopefully, um, hopefully we'll see you soon. You just, you just see, you didn't listen to what he I said. I said, I see, maybe I'm getting blase when he, when he, hit, when he says award winning. I was very I, grateful I, for what he said. And yeah, thank you, too. Jason, for mentioning me that too. again. I know. Yeah. I mean, I need to check my diary because obviously Bono and me are now best mates. So I'm probably going on tour with you, too. Of so course. I might never see you again. That's true. that's true. Do please pass him our best wishes. I shall. I shall. Jason. I'm Martin Garrick. Yeah. yeah. Great to talk. Great lad, I told you. Uh, Jason McAteer, thank you again. It's worth a watch, by the way. Martin Garrix yeah. featuring Bono and the Edge. Oh, feet, 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 get Bono feet. and the Edge. Yes. Get it right. Uh, and we've overrun again, but that, yeah. I think it was worth it. So if Very you want to get so. in touch, do please at Instagram and Twitter at Keys and Grey Pod. A N D at Keys and Grey Pod, and we'll be with you next week. And once again, big, big thanks uh, to Jason McAteer. Correct. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.